This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Nate. Welcome back on the block. Great segment last uh, uh, segment that we had. Great game. on <laughs> Shoot Great the game. Yeah. Came up a little short. God, I was two points away. I feel like I'm a Husker right now, man. I am a Husker, but just not on the football field. That's a two point loss, man. I'm, 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 yeah, I, I can't, I can't take it no more. I'm like Popeye <laughs> right now. It's all I can stand, and I can't stand no more. <laughs> you would have so been on fire, Strick. Yeah, I know. I would have, yeah, I need to, need to take my spinach now and kind of, you know, puff up my forearms. I feel like uh, those individuals that were now making their way, uh, once they made their way to the plane and came back over overseas, that's I'm, I'm I'm really telling you, bro. There's nothing like having a trip like that, where you're going over with high expectations. You're you're riding some highs. You're feeling really good about yourself, and you take a L the way that you took it. That is a long flight. Uh, it's like you're going to try to sleep that off, but there's it's so restless in your mind. The crazy part about it is you still have to readjust your body and mentality back towards the States now, seven some hours, six, six, seven hour difference. And then you have to go back to work. That is why I tell people like, they, they used to ask me this question a lot. They'd say, Strick, do you do you miss playing in the NBA? Or do you do you miss the league? I mean, the only thing I miss about it, I told my mom, I said, I wish she could have waited about 10 years. We'd be about 60, 80 million strong right now, just by the way that they're paying everybody. Yeah. But I don't miss it because of the mental strain that it takes. A lot of people don't understand the mentality part of it. And, you know, a lot of the the, the sport is not just the athleticism or the ability to play or to be strong, suited in a specific craft of whatever it is that you are, lineman, receiver, whatever it is. It's just not about being strong at that specific part. It's the mental. That's the part I think that they're missing, Nate. I think that the mental part of their game has not been able to catch up or to give them that extra. Because when you're down or when you're out, that's what Cluster was talking about. That's the difference between the great teams and those that lose the close ones. That's the difference between Saban-type teams or, you know, the Clemson teams of the of the day. When it got tight or when the pressure was on, uh, a lot of people burst, the pipes burst, but it's the ones that the diamonds are created is where you see some of the difference. Let's, let's just take a look at some stuff, man, with regards to, uh, you know, the Husker faithful. You're listening to 93, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, here on the block with Strick and Nate. But here's something I want to throw out to you, Nate. Something that, you know, we, we, we don't really like to talk about, but we have to talk about it. When you remember old coaches, a lot of people believe that Callahan killed 
the Nebraska, you know, dreams of, of getting back to greatness. But we really have to go back and look at it like this. There was a man that coached. A lot of people didn't like him. They thought he was brazen. They thought he was the Chucky, basically, uh, the John Gruden of, of college football. And that's Bo Pelini. A lot of people didn't like him. But when you look at the numbers, just, just think about this part. Sutter Heyman text line is also open. We want We definitely want to get your thoughts on this as well. 402-464-5685. Uh, we don't even mind taking a call. Uh, as well at the Honda Lincoln Hotline, same number, 402-464-5685. But I'm going to throw some stuff out to the Sider Heyman text line and to the, to the YouTube stream as well, uh, Facebook stream as well as Twitter. Bo Pelini was fired, Nate. Fired mm-hmm. with a 67-27 and 27 record. A lot of people said he was one that couldn't get over the hump. He couldn't win the big game. He gets to the big game, gets blown mm-hmm. out. A lot of... It was just a lot of talk about that. But now when we look at the Scott Frost era of, of Nebraska football, he is now 15 and 20. And the thing I must, I think we've got to consider, even if Scott Frost at this point where Bo Pelini was fired and has success here at Nebraska, 9-10 wins seasons mostly. If Scott Frost won 50 games in a row, he still wouldn't have a better record than Bo Pelini. <laughs> so um, oh that's gosh. something that I just want to think. Is grass greener on the other side? Um, Texter says, uh, Strick, I think you meant to say 15 and 30. Um, not 15, oh, I'm sorry, 15 and 30. 15 and 30. Yes, that's what I meant. Um, listen, Thank you for I, me on the text yeah, line. I, I, I always try and play devil's advocate on this, and I will. Um the only thing I'll say about Bo Pelini is that Scott Frost and the text line is going to crucify me for this because I know they hate when I say this. Scott Frost does keep it close against legitimate teams. Like cluster said, uh, you can throw out Michigan who made the playoff last year, Ohio state who made a new year six bowl, um, Michigan state who made a new year six bowl. Yeah. You're not winning those games, but there's not a single game that fans can go into and say, Oh my gosh, Nebraska doesn't have a chance. It's, Oh my gosh, when are we going to collapse in the fourth quarter? Which, however you interpret it, that could be worse. Um, there were games that Bo Pelini would walk into, whether it was Iowa, Ohio State, um, like games in which Nebraska had to win to get them over the hump, like you said, Strick, and it was an absolute embarrassment. I believe, if I remember correctly, it was the last year of Pelini, Nebraska lost to Iowa. 62 to 3. Correct me if I'm wrong, text line. Um, and I think that's more of what did Bo Pelini in is it's like, what do you do in the big moment? And trust me, I'm not defending Scott Frost. There are little moments that Scott Frost should be winning <laughs> that he doesn't. Like there, there are games that you should be winning, but you don't. But in the big moment, while Nebraska does come up short, they're not getting absolutely blown out of the water. So I think mm-hmm. that's part of what's helped Scott Frost hang on to the point that he has. But when you throw out that statistic to me, because I saw it as well on social media, Strick, that is legitimately unbelievable. 50 games? He would have to be Nick Saban on the sideline to even come close to that. So mm-hmm. I, 
to be honest with you, I'm, I'm excited. Strick, I know you've been focusing on the text line here. I want to see what the texters think because I don't even know how to interpret that. Because 50 games in a row is honestly somewhat unbelievable when you're going to that length to get to Bo Pelini's record. Crazy. And I, I'm going to let you address it, but and adding on to what you're saying, one of the things that I think about when I look at what you're saying uh, or what you have just said is I, I believe that great coaches, right? If you're a great coach, you're able to win those close games. And we kind of talked to, about that with Cluster Johnson. But then when you look at the other side of the spectrum, right? Is it, and I'm just asking, and this is a Sutter Heyman text line question. Yeah. Is it that bad coaches, if you have great coaches, you, usually there's a, there, there's some diametrically opposite or, the, you know, opposites of magnets, uh, you know, attract and detract based on, you know, just all those different things with science. I'm not, I'm not a big science guy. You know, I took those classes in the summer because I wanted to get out of them. But at the end of the day, great coaches win close games. If you just really go and track the track record of great coaches, right? But if you look at the other side, is it that bad coaches find a way to lose close ones? Because you got to think about it. Coach Coach Frost right now has 11 in a row close games, right? You may lose. If you're, if you're yeah. just an average coach out of 11 games, if they're close, you just, you, you're usually just going to win maybe three of them, you know, two, three, four, but to not win any of them. Yeah. 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 And so at this point, Frost is now five and 21 in one score games at Nebraska. So to me, I, I, I just, I just want to ask that question. Is that something that when you're looking at what's next, here's something to think about. And here's a question I'm going to throw out to you. October 1st is a big day mm-hmm. for Nebraska football. Mm-hmm. Why is that tricky? You're saying October, why October 1st? I mean, we've got, you know, in, in late September, we've got Oklahoma. Okay. We've got two games against North Dakota and South. Uh, so why, why October 1st is what, what, what's so big about October 1st, October 1st is the day that you can literally fire Scott Frost for 7.5 million. It's a 50% drop from the 15 million that's owed to him right now. So my thing is, there's nothing happening to Scott Frost until October 1st. So the question is, is there anything he can do coming up to October 1st that can change that dynamic? Or is it that at October 1st, no matter what happens from this point on, you basically move forward because you've got a whole bunch of track record now, as Clusters had just said. Mm-hmm. You have track record now. Has Scott Frost taken you as far as he can go? Is it time for new blood, a new voice to take over? That's my question to everybody on the on the Twitter sphere, Facebook, on the all the comment sections, on the Sutter Heyman text line. That's the thing that's been, you know, just shouting in my mind that I needed to get out today on the block. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good question, Strick, and I appreciate the text line. Justin says it was Wisconsin and Ohio State. I apologize. Iowa, thank you, Mississippi Mud Dog. The 62-3 to blowout was Mike was Riley. Wisconsin. That That was, I, yes, and then there was another blowout that was Mike Riley. I apologize. That wasn't Bo Pelini, and I think you're right. Wisconsin and Ohio State, there were a couple really, really bad blowouts. I can't remember the the exact records with Bo Pelini, and I think that was part of the issue is that you would hit a, hit a ceiling. Um, here's the way that I interpret, uh, and Brian uh, agrees with you here, Strick. Here's here's the way that I interpret this. Um, 
I think if you compete against Oklahoma, you can buy some time. Um, and I'll even go as far, and I'm just, I, I'm just trying to say realistically what I think. Not what I believe or not what I think should happen. What I believe will happen. If you compete against Oklahoma, I think you have a shot. But what's interesting, Strick, is you bring up this October 1st date. Nebraska plays Indiana on October 1st. That game very well could decide if Scott Frost is still the coach in Nebraska or not. Because I looked into this because I was curious, can they do it when midnight strikes October 1st? So the way that it's written, the only time that buyout drops is after the Indiana game is completed. So with that being said, even if you're 2-2 going into Indiana, you're still 0-1 in the conference, you beat Indiana, you're 1-1 in the conference, you have a win under your belt, you're over 500 through five games, however you want to interpret that, and then I think that he might be okay. Then you have to look at the games coming up. Then you play at Rutgers. Then you host Illinois. Two more games. If you look at history repeating itself, those are games you should win. I think if Scott Frost can get out of those three games, winning all of them, and you're sitting at... Five and two, five and three, maybe with a loss to Purdue, I think you're fine. But I'm going to tell you right now, that Indiana game could decide it. But I also think if Oklahoma blows out Nebraska and it's an absolutely embarrassing 60 to 10, whatever you want to call it, I think that'll do them in too. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just, it's, it was just blowing my mind today when I'm really just looking at the numbers, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the basically the people out there in the Twitter sphere you know, they think and what the, some of the things that they're saying, I mean, you just, it's, it's just blowing me away, right? You know, the people are saying, why aren't they talking about Frost? Le-? Like, you're, you're talking about everything about the close games, the three and nine record, how well he's done against those teams, you know, this loss to Northwestern. But here's the thing that, that people aren't saying. And I'm, again, this is at the, tw- this is on the, this is on the Saturday night text line. I want, I want you guys all to tap in yeah. at 402-464- five, six, eight, five. Okay. But this is another thing that I'm thinking about. Scott Frost, his last win over an FBS team, not FCS, FBS team. No, 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 no. We're going to put it out right now. (laughs) Picture from Strick. Another picture, uh, 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 one of my NBA team pictures. Signed. This is a trivia question. Who is the last team that Scott FBS team? Who is the last team that Scott Frost won over an FBS team that was over 500? What was the last Ooh, team? That's a good question. I think I know the answer, but that's a good question. Because Northwestern wouldn't apply last year then because they went winner, three and nine. Winner. Text your name 402 402 Five eight nine seven. Text your name uh, to us on the side of him. You are the winner. That is it. It was Michigan State in wow. 2018. Nine to six. Three field goals to it. That's the last time Scott Frost has beat an FBS team. He is zero and ten against ranked FBS teams. 
I mean, when you're really just looking at this thing, man, oh my it's just going, and you know, when I started to research and dig into it and look back, I'm, 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 I'm befuddled that to me, some people would say, I don't care if October 1st happens. I don't care what it looks like at October 1st. It, it's a must take advantage of it. But again, I throw it out there. Nate, holler back at me. I throw it back out there. Is there something that he can do because the same thing happened with Gus Malzahn down there at Auburn, right? Mm-hmm. Terrible. Lost all the, you know, the, these little tidbit games. Just every now and then he would beat Alabama. And it would just like <laughs> preserve. It was like Alabama would just preserve him for another year. It, does Scott Frost have that in his, in this weaker weaker schedule? I'm not going to, any all these games you got to show up to win. But in this weaker schedule, is there anything that Scott Frost can do? Well, it's, it's funny that At you bring up point. it's funny you bring up Gus Malzahn, Strick, because ironically enough, he is now the head coach at UCF, which Scott Frost left for the head coaching job at Nebraska. So that's kind of funny how all of that works out. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, I I don't know if you want to interpret this as worst case scenario because I've had a, a, a few Husker fans that mentioned this to me, and and they considered this their worst case scenario. Let me know what you think about this, Strick. They said, if Scott Frost beats Oklahoma, you cannot fire him this season. Now, obviously that changes if you lose to Indiana at home, if you lose to Illinois at home. There are things that can, that can change that. But this is all with the assumption that you're beating a couple teams throughout the season. You, you, you flirt with that 6-6 six and six record. If you beat Oklahoma, he will be fine. He'll be, do I agree with that? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how I feel about that. But if he beats Oklahoma, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care if it's an out-of-conference game. Oklahoma is ninth in the country. They have a cupcake schedule leading up to playing Nebraska. If they beat Oklahoma, a revenge game, whatever you want to call it, renewed rivalry from the Big 12, he will not be fired. There's no way. There's no way. Do, do you think they would? I, I just don't think there's any way they would if he beats Oklahoma. You know, <laughs> I just, I just, I just, because it just seems to me that right now the successes have come lesser competition, less than 500. Is he the guy that gets you That's over That's why the hump? Oklahoma would be a big win. I mean. You know that, what I mean? One, 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 one and 11, you know. I, I mean, I think I would need to see more at this point than the Oklahoma win. I still think it's nuanced. I'm not going to say that. I think the showing and the proving of what these next games show, then what transpires in Oklahoma, if I see some domination or just, you know, yes, even if they win the close one, you know, again, you still got to Indiana. So you can still have time to observe what's going to happen with the Indiana game. Mm -hmm. How well do they play against Indiana? Right. You know what I mean? Indiana's to me is on paper, probably is just about the same as what, North, other than you know coaches, but you know uh, is the same as what North Northwestern would 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 be to me, right? How they perform in that game, I think, would tell me the whole a little bit more about that story. Could it preserve his time? Yeah, maybe. Well, I, I think so, uh, and, and or I do think you make a move, and I think that's what makes it so interesting is because Austin says, "Guys, what does firing October first do for us versus waiting?" Um, 
I think that's a double-edged sword. I, I don't know if firing him October 1st without seeing the rest of the season, if you beat Indiana going 3-2, and two, give it a couple games from there. The problem that you run into, and I brought this up multiple times, and the reason that you do it sooner than later, the way that the coaching carousel works now, it's the absolute Wild West. Lincoln Riley got poached from Oklahoma, who's made the college football playoff twice since he was the head coach there. He jumps for USC. Brian Kelly, for crying out loud, is the all-time winningest coach at the University of Notre Dame. And he leaves for LSU. It's the Wild West right now. And unfortunately for Nebraska, it's not the 90s. This isn't a great job to have. Like, this is not Nebraska pumping out national championships. You're Ryan Day. You inherit Urban Meyer's team, and all you have to do is just keep the well-oiled machine going. That's not how it works in Nebraska anymore. This is not the lucrative job that it once was. Now, can you get an elite coach? Absolutely. But you got to be ahead of all these SEC and, and, and other Big Ten schools that want that coach. You got to get ahead. So I think that's why you make the move sooner than later, but I do agree October 1st might be a little soon. Some people are throwing out Urban Meyer. I mean, does that you know Soderham and text line? Are you are you feeling that? Would you guys like an Urban Meyer to come in here uh, after what has transpired down in Jacksonville and, and come in here? And, and do you think he can change the culture, change the dynamic? 402, 464, I, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, does he even want it? I mean, is this going to become a place where good older coaches or good track record coaches are? trying to dump in and, and, and take advantage of the bag and, and, and the NIL situation. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. It's all speculation. <laughs> you I'm know, just, it, put, just putting stuff in the atmosphere. It's, it's interesting you say that, and we got to go to uh, a break here in a second. Someone says Luke Fickle, too. Are you kidding me? I would take Luke Fickle in a heartbeat. Luke Fickle is one of the best coaches in the country. Um, it's interesting you say Urban Meyer, Strick, and I'll go ahead and get the uh, – the the outro music started here because I know we got to get Evan Bland on. Maybe we can ask him his opinion on this, too. I don't know how reputable this source is, so take this with a grain of salt. It was said today on SaturdayDownSouth.com, Urban Meyer's next coaching job, Dan Patrick says to keep an eye on two Power 5 jobs. Those two jobs, Eric Strickland, Arizona State, and the University of Nebraska. I don't know. I don't know what Dan Patrick knows. I don't know what Dan Patrick knows. I know. Some of them hot on Urban. Some saying, boom! <laughs> some, some like it. So I'm just throwing it out there. Hey, listen, I, I think if you're Nebraska, I, you definitely consider it. But I look, I like Luke Fickle. I don't know who said that. Help us out, Texas. Let us know your name because I like Luke Fickle. Well, that's, a, that's a good suggestion. All I know is, all I know, Nate, is the block is hot. <laughs> it's hot on the text line right now. We're going to come back. Unfortunately, we got to take a break right now. Mary Ellen's is the place to be if you want some good food, as always. We thank you to the Insider Hammond text line. Hot, 402-464-5685. We're going to come back and have some more discussion right here on The Block, 93.7, the ticket at ticketfm.com. You can find us here on The Block. Be right back.